0: I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today is Ron Totoro, Chief Executive Officer of TASAT. And we'll get into what TASAT is and what it does shortly. But Ron's own background for many years is an advisor to private capital and venture firms on investment opportunities in emerging technologies. What would you be saying to startups now? Who are approaching private equity and venture capital firms?
1: You know, I'm saying this, I guess, from my experience that being a financial technology executive, both at large companies that are trying to drive innovation with digital, data, cloud, and now blockchain technologies, and how banks or large enterprises are going to be driving innovation. So I think the role of a tech entrepreneur, a fintech entrepreneur, is when I think what VCs and PEs find attractive is how you can be an enabler of innovation to larger enterprises, uh, whether it's banks or or other large institutions who don't either have the bandwidth, the skill sets, the engineering talent, or or perhaps the budget to spend uh, uh, quite a sum of money to initially create something that's sort of unproven, because that's the genesis and definition of, uh, I guess, innovation by by its nature. So I, I think, Entrepreneurs that have that sort of approach, at least if they're looking to enable fintechs, trying to compete with banks directly is very, very hard. Some people try to create a bank and and, and do things in a novel and different way. And that's that's an interesting concept. But I think uh, if you have the most elegant way to demonstrate to a PE or VC that you're a partner and a friend of being able to drive innovation, that's a very compelling story one that sort of uh, gets you the types of fundings and the kinds of valuations that an entrepreneur seeks.
0: And how does the relationship work? If you're a, a fintech in dialogue with a venture capitalist or in dialogue with a private equity house, what can you expect to get from them?
1: There's an awful lot of money out there. It still ceases, you know, you know. we, we all sort of read the press day to day and see how much money is raised at, at the various valuations. So I, I think the, the real trick is trying to find People who have money who can be partners around the business, who have been around your business models, have experience around the customer sets that you're trying to sell to, have experience with a broader array of what I would call partnership capabilities and network capabilities that can ultimately help sort of a a younger or earlier stage company expand itself. So, you know, it's easy to say the term smart capital. Um, But but that's what I'm referencing. It's really trying to partner with folks that have the kinds of pockets that can fund you not once but twice as you go on uh, the funding journey, ideally, and you can build upon that relationship. But those folks that can actually help uh, a leadership team at a fintech think critically about the strategic moves that they need to make.
0: Okay, let's move on now to the company that you're currently chief executive of, Tassat. The first digital payments platform to be approved by the NYDFS and FDIC. I'm going to say this to you: an awful lot of people have admitted to me that the US has lagged in uptake of digital technology in finance. Where do you stand on that?
1: Oh, I would I would double down on that all day long. It's uh, uh, especially folks in Western Europe and in the UK. I'm not referring so much from a consumer payments perspective, but from a B2B payments perspective, about 67% of the U.S. market is still legacy or paper-based in, in the way money is moved. And, and it's extraordinarily archaic. Uh, our friends across the pond shake their heads in disbelief that that checks are still a, an, an operating way to sort of move value anywhere, uh, let alone in, in the United States. So yes, I would say in the U.S., on the consumer payments front, that thing in our p- pocket called the iPhone has revolutionized the access and how lending platforms and payment platforms can be made. What's more interesting, though, is so much more money. You know, the the, the, the addressable market for B2B payments is five that five times that in the United States. It's a 25 trillion dollar market, not a five trillion dollar uh, consumer market. And so we at Tasset focus on new rails with blockchain to move monies in the B2B realm, to digitize it and, and, and digitally enable these payments that are awfully archaic.
0: It's probably just as well you're in the B2B realm because arguably in B2C, the banks are going to lose it and they're going to lose it to the likes of Apple Pay and they're going to lose it to the likes of Google Pay.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's a fair st- stance. And I think, you know as I, I've had a chance to speak to 50 uh, bank CEOs in the US, mostly of, of called mid-tier banks, of the large banks here but but many of the banks you know that have you know 10 20 billion in assets upwards to maybe 100 billion in assets and they they're worried that these new tech enabled banks if you would that are starting from scratch they're digital first they have deep pockets deep resources and they're built they're basically building themselves as a technology company that's an extraordinarily different mindset than what a traditional bank whether it's here in europe has thought about themselves you know, as they've grown through the years.
0: All right, let's focus on what you do on B2B payments. Your services are being offered as a white label. What's the benefit of white labeling from your perspective? I guess it means you can get, as you were saying, when we were talking earlier about uh, venture capital support, if you have a service that will complement what an existing institution does, they will take it on board. Is that where you are?
1: Absolutely. And, and I like to refer to, to us. And when I was an executive at a public fintech company that you know, was selling technologies, I referred to us as an arms dealer. At the end of the day, we want to be an, <laughs> enabler. We want to be an enabler of technologies to, to multiple banks. We don't want to compete with banks, right? So, and again, right now, so many banks are nervous about how to drive their innovation agenda. So, Tacit, for example, what we do is we tokenize a US dollar deposit. That lives in a dda account at a bank and these tokenizations that occur in a digital wallet then enables very similar to a consumer transaction large sophisticated corporate customers and institutions of banks to move billions and billions of dollars so we've launched our first business and yes it was white labeled with signature bank that that business is called signets signets uh, and this is a a well-documented story has process, we process billions and billions of dollars a month. And due to that, Signature Bank has attracted many customers and billions of dollars of new deposits that has had an extraordinary impact financially on their bank. And what's happened is we are now taking this technology and going to any other bank, primarily initially in, in the U.S., and saying this technology is now available for you. In, in, in a very cost-effective manner because we have made, as Tacit, our investors have made investments. We've had one sort of big client and signature funding us through the last three years as we've build, been building out the platform. And now we can more nimbly bring this to market, both from a tech enablement and from a cost perspective to other banks. And and I'll just add quickly, we're launching our second bank, Customers Bank, um, in, in the month of October. We have another five, six, or seven banks that we're hoping uh, that we see signed by the end of this year.
0: And the advantage of white labeling as such from the institution's point of view is they just go to their customers and say, hey, we've got a great new service for you.
1: It's speed to market and also cost effective. Nobody, No bank, unless if you're Goldman Sachs or JP Morgan or Barclays, has $25 million of budget lying around to think about... uh, you know, a startup blockchain payments business, right? And and what we've done is we've done that hard work and we've already processed hundreds of billions of dollars uh, with our platform. That's like you pointed out, regulatory compliant. And that's a big thing. We've worked with our banking partners to go through this regulatory compliance issue. So now it's basically blockchain payments in a box. We can implement a bank within three months and charge basically monthly SaaS fees uh, with some transaction fees, that's very nimble and starts them on their journey. And they don't have to overpay for something as they're trying to figure out the use cases and the best way to deploy that technology to grow their business.
0: I think I want to pick up on one point you said there, and, and i put it this way, you're offering them an OPEX solution, not a CAPEX solution.
1: That, that's absolutely correct. It, it's It's low cost of entry to start with this innovation. Most banks understand that blockchain is going to be the way that money movement is done both in the b2b and consumer level the question is how do you start this journey and we're fortunate enough that we we're the first in the the world to be doing this at scale and we have this proven capability that's powered probably the largest organic growth story in the history of banking in the last 40 years that comes from not my mouth but the u.s analysts who follow the, the banking industry and so It goes to the power of payments and blockchain enablement being able to create viral ecosystems that attract more and more trading partners who want that instantaneous movement of money and settlement. So, for example, obviously, as as crypto, for example, that's one use case of what we do. Many, many crypto transactions in the U.S. are processed off our platform because you need that T plus zero settlement to complete a transaction, because that's an instantaneous movement of of, of of a digital asset. But having said that, the banks that I talk to think about blockchain as their platform for everything B2B, whether it's a real estate transaction, a healthcare transaction, You know the the, the array of customers that they're already serving in their market space today.
0: Ron Totoro, Chief Executive Officer of TASAT, thank
1: you very much.